0: I'm Carrie Benedette, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters, where you will find tools to revitalize you and your relationships, whether at work or in your personal life. A little bit about me. I'm an education consultant specializing in emotional intelligence, and I use creative approaches that empower people with proven processes. I'm known for my high energy, passion and compassion for those in need of help, and I like to shine a spotlight on what we can do. I'm here to bring positivity, confidence and strength every day, everywhere. My mantra in life has been, let's give it a red hot shot. Welcome to another episode of Thriving Matters and a special treat for everyone today because I just want you to picture that you're sitting under the Champs-Élysées or looking at the Eiffel Tower because we've gone to Paris this morning. So good morning, chris Pepper. How are you?
1: Good morning. Thank you very much for having me
0: on the session this morning. It's an early start
1: for me. Uh, We've just passed seven o'clock in the morning, which of course, in times of confinement, is even more challenging (laughs) than usual.
0: Oh, it is. And Chris, I'm extremely thankful and grateful that in all the disruption you have been able to say, yes, I'll have a chat because we believe that the connections we're making all around how we strive in life and work in the COVID-19 and now COVID-20 environment are absolutely critical. I really am very, very grateful to uh, your early morning connection this morning. Now, Chris, I'm going to introduce you. I know you have a very strong business background that started when you set up your business, People Smart, in 2001. So you've been working at your business and spreading your good news around the world for a significant amount of time now. You're a talented lass. You are able to speak three languages, you have human resources or HR, commercial, general management. But your passion, I believe, is around leadership management and all things emotional intelligence and people-based and oriented for the best results possible. Am I wrong or right? How am I going? (laughs) No, you're doing very well, Kerry.
1: I think I started my business in early 2000, after a number of years within the corporate environment. Um, I think it became very obvious for me early on that... I think the most important thing probably is I, I was too rebellious to survive a corporate environment, and I certainly didn't need a boss to know what to do, and I think I've always been a very strong-willed lass or individual, and that has been, you know, certainly I think so far for me personally, but also professional, a big plus, plus. and so yes, setting up my own business, uh, we are in the sort of learning space and obviously do as much as we can to support leaders, managers, but also just talented individuals around the world. People Smart is is global, Um, and I guess like many other global organisations, obviously heavily impacted by the current context, but not giving up, and I think that's what's important.
0: And I like that notion of not giving up, because when we look around at our current environment, a lot of us are what I'd call pivoting and being very adaptable to a brand new circumstance and so I'm going to ask you, you know, your early morning routine because this podcast talks about all things thriving. So how do you thrive in life and work and I would suggest that we're thriving in a slightly different way at the moment. We've had to actually adjust what we're doing. So what would be something that you've got in place for the early morning, apart from talking to somebody across the many oceans? (laughs) (laughs) So I think early morning,
1: I think the first thing is just mentally is sort of in the mind accepting that no day will ever look the same. I think it's around the agility in terms of just not having too much of a rigid plan. So I think the first mental moments and this sort of survival moment and thriving moment is just about in the morning, waking up and sort of accepting and, and doing whatever you need to, to feel good for the rest of the day. So that's that first pivotal moment for me. My ideal sort of survival technique, and this is on a day to day basis is, I guess we're in a country, so France, I'm, we're just based outside of Paris. So we're fortunate in the sense that we're not in a small apartment, you know, Paris, as you probably can imagine or know is very densely populated we're not in a flat, we're not in an apartment. So we have the luxury of a small garden. We're also mm-hmm. allowed out. I and mean, it is about being allowed out, you have to sign certain paperwork to be able to go out of the house for one hour a day. In France, So we don't have the same freedom mobility. And it's just going out into the nature, I think we have a large dog, she's a beautiful boxer. She's a year old, she, she's dynamic, she needs to get out there. So we tend to go out early in the morning. And I think that is really just our energizing moments. So for me personally, need something about the nature, it's being out in the fresh air, it's being out where there are very few people. And being in connection with, you know, a dog, for those of you who are dog lovers, there are many amongst us, being with an animal like that, which has sort of no idea of what's going on, loves the company, is always in a good mood. And is just full of positive energy with a big smile. I think that for me is one of those thriving
0: moments. Uh, That's beautifully said, because yeah, I think our animals do pick up on changes but if we can keep it as normal as possible they're very open and very loving aren't they so they you're probably getting back more than you're putting out there
1: (laughs) they are very loving you know it's funny we haven't had a dog for a long time but we've only had a dog for a year but my husband uh, had a dog when he was a young kid and he'd always said you know I'd really like a dog and I really want a boxer and I think it's only really now I really appreciate the value of having a good really positive distraction like that but it can be any distraction it could be an animal it could also just be your children it could be those little beautiful moments that you have on a day-to-day basis that you have to treasure and i think the other sort of moments i think to help thrive and help pivot are those mealtime moments i'm not suggesting you know every single meal time but having at least a moment in the day it could be around a meal it could be around you know some sort of game you play as a family or Yesterday, I spent at least three hours making bookmarks with my seven-year-old daughter, you know, Mm -hmm. and sort of photocopying a bookmark from having found something online, kind of cutting it out, coloring it in. I mean, it took my daughter, my daughter's seven, it took her three hours. It kept her busy for three hours, unrelated to school, but it's creative. It's colorful. It's something she'd done. And we actually have created enough now to send them and post them to other members of the family. So, you know, something good to be doing and something for the heart, you know, kind of the emotions, the positive emotions as well. So that's another thriving moment that I'd like to throw in
0: there. Oh, I really love that because I think what you've also done, there's been a recent research that talks about doing Acts of kindness each day. And the research is showing that if you do five acts of kindness each day, not five over a week, but five in a day, the benefit for you personally is absolutely massive around the way you think, the way you look at different situations, you know, that glass half full or glass half empty. And it's interesting when you say five, people just go, oh my heavens, I couldn't possibly do five acts of kindness. But It's so easy to do them because we are already on autopilot. We have the particular things that we like to do and that we know just become who we are, whether it's making someone a cup of tea early in the morning before their feet touch the ground or whatever it is, you know, putting out the washing for them instead of them always do it, whatever. It doesn't have to be huge. But I love the fact that you're also concentrating. So doing those bookmarks with your daughter yesterday She's actually, I'm going to say to you, I've challenged that notion of no learning. There's a huge amount of learning in that because she's put herself out of herself, but she's also had to concentrate. She's thought about things as she's been doing it. There was a whole lot of design work and color decisions to make on the color and all the conversation, a story. There's a narrative to that.
1: Karen, it's nice to hear that. And I think you're right. I actually left her to it. She sort of said, she looked at me, she's quite, she's a little bit like me. She's quite sort of independent. And she looked at me and said, "Mummy, don't worry, I'll do this. You can go and do something else now. So she kind of outsourced me. And I came back a couple of hours later. And she was literally just finishing a very, very intricate design and adding in lots of different colors. It literally took her two hours to do. But she stayed very focused and didn't give up Ah. at all. And I think you're right. I think it's probably given her more than I realize.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate that. So my next question would be, okay, you've talked about what it is that gets you going in the morning. You've got a routine and it is a little bit agile, so it can go with the flow. Now, if you're booked in early to talk to somebody, that walk with the dog or the run with the dog might wait till a little bit later than usual. What would be something that you've absolutely had to let go of? Has Mm. there been
1: something you've had to let go of in all this? Oh, there's been loads of things. So I think the first thing is very practical and I think it impacts everybody who's had a job in the past where they've been out and about. So I used to be on a flight two or three times a week. So for me, very practically my travel has come to a grinding halt. So I don't have that same sort of freedom and and sort of liberty of just kind of going out there and discovering the world and having those moments for myself. I'd like to say kind of selfishness, but that kind of resources me. So I don't have that coming in as a positive energy. And obviously the social contact, although I can survive with limited social contact because I have a job where I have a lot of contact with people through my professional activities i think the other one is just control i think mm. a lot of what's happening is out of our control and i think in the past i've always been quite strong-willed and tenacious and being able to kind of wrap my arms around things and i think this is something we can't wrap our arms around you know we can't there's nothing we can do to control or influence what's going on around us in the environment in the current context so i think it's about just letting go And so I've had to learn, and this is a real learning for me personally, to really let go and just say, you know what, we can't influence it. It is what it is. Let's try and look for the opportunities in this moment. Let's try and do those things we haven't done before. Let's do more of something we've forgotten. And I think for me, it's about just letting go. My husband has been very supportive. Obviously, like many people, businesses are impacted. My business is heavily impacted. You know, we've probably lost, I think, for the current moment, at least over 50% of our usual business activity. It is what it is. We have to accept that. Because if we try and sort of scrape it back or we try and not be understanding of our clients who've had to say to us, I'm sorry, this is not going to work, then we risk Losing the relationship, we risk so much more than just whatever that was going to be. And I think it's about letting go and being understanding and staying connected to people in this situation. I've done much more connection than I would have normally done. So, you know, I think there are many things around what you do differently and what you've lost or what you have to accept cannot be the same as what it was in the past.
0: Mm. In all that you're saying there I can hear your care for the people that you've worked with your clients your relationships that you build up over the years and I would say that's coming through loud and strong because you've both yeah. lost everyone has lost there's a lot of change for nearly everybody. We've mm. all
1: lost something, but I think we've probably, and I think this will become clearer for all of us, we've somehow also gained. I think the loss is probably, in many respects, sort of loss of, you know, I guess, financial loss, meaning loss in the sense that what was holding us up right in the past is lost, because that's not what's going to keep us going in the future and now. Yeah. But I think probably we've gained a lot more than we realise. We've probably gained a lot more which we'll only realise in the future. We won't realise it yet because we're not quite ready to realise it.
0: Yeah. That sounds rather philosophical,
1: but I live in a country of philosophy, so I feel like you do.
0: You do, and it's worth reflecting on what the philosophical basis is, and I think this COVID environment has given us an opportunity to actually take the time to reflect on what are we going to let go of that you've just talked about, and what are we going to keep? And what will we build that's different? I think that's a challenge to all of us and it won't be easy. There'll be people who don't want to give up everything that they've had. They'll fight to keep that and there'll be those that are very happy to say it's time to have a big brand new look at how we will go forward looking after the populations, looking after the people of the earth, looking after our resources. How do we share those resources? How do we provide meaningful work? and basically honor our humanity
1: yeah and be generous carrie i think one of the words for me that's been really present in the last weeks has been generosity many of us who have been fortunate enough to live in a very privileged world and i think those many of those people are within a business environment if you've been in a business and been relatively successful you've you know we're, we're very privileged and so this whole situation has been a very good reminder of those privileges but it's also a good reminder of the fact that It's about being generous, it's about giving, it's about sharing, it's about human connection. Those are the real values. And I think this whole situation has made us realize we don't need that much. We don't actually need that much. We can survive on very, very little. We've run a few just very simple pro bono sessions for people out there learning for the first time to live in a home office. I mean, I personally and people I work with, we've done it for years. I've done it for 25 years, been in a home office. And so we've gone through those kind of learning processes. And one of the gentlemen on the session that we were in, you know, he said, the great thing about this is I'm not spending any money. (laughs) It's great. He says, all I need money for is to eat. And it was a very good reflection. I mean, this gentleman happened to be relatively young, doesn't have any kids yet. He's he's single. But and so, you know, his I guess his more usual way of spending money would be to be sociable, to be out there, to be meeting people, etc, etc. You know, having the time to go out and be sociable which is sometimes less the case, of course, when you have you know, younger children, etc., or even older ones for that matter. And it was just very insightful. This is, we realise we can live with actually very little. Do we really need so much income? Do we really need so much to be satisfied? No, we actually just need to pay those
0: basic bills and eat, don't we? Yeah. And look at what's the quality of life that we have? What are we able to do now? So, Chris, I'm curious, has there been a time in your life where there's either been a quote that's really sung to your heart, a significant other that has made a huge impact on you, perhaps it's an author, and does that influence how you show up in your day-to-day Chris Pether world, (laughs) to be the person Um... you want to be?
1: Yeah, I think there are probably many. I think uh, there's several, but uh, there's one. I was very fortunate to have a fantastic relationship with my grandparents. My mother is German, and so I had uh, wonderful German grandparents who were very generous with me and spent a lot of really good quality time. And my grandfather in particular, he was actually a famous scientist. He actually worked and improved many of the Geiger instruments, Mm. the measuring instruments. So he was a physicist, a professor in physics. And uh, one of the things I remember him saying to me was, you know, in life, you probably will only ever have a very small group of real friends. And I remember thinking at the time I was quite quite young and naive and thinking, well, that's not true. I have hundreds of friends. But actually, when I get maturer, I prefer that (laughs) to getting older. But as I get maturer in life and a little bit wiser, well, I like to think that I actually think it's very true. And I think this situation now has given us the opportunity to maybe broaden that smaller friend network, because actually... There are many conversations we could be having with some wonderful people we haven't spoken to in a while, or maybe we've lost touch with, you know, we haven't heard from them, we've forgotten about them. Now's a great opportunity to actually be thinking about building that sort of network of close friends and maybe even broadening it out and being more generous about it. So that's certainly one thing. The other thing for me is, and this is very relevant in today's environment, for people working in a remote setting, which is very real now with very little social, real sort of touchable, tangible, sociable contact, and those kind of freer moments you're confined at home, You know, we're not used to having the kind of the freedom of being away from the boss or the freedom of kind of deciding on our own what we do and how we live our day to day. And one of the things for me is don't go for permission, go for forgiveness in the sense that you're the one to decide. You need to decide what you're going to do with your day and how you're going to do it and when. And don't feel guilty about not working you know, nine to five solidly or or eight to six solidly because you won't be able to. You have to allow moments where you're going to be with your family. You're going to just being, I don't know, have a cup of tea or for those are later in the evening, having a glass of wine and just chilling. I think it's about just doing what you need to do. So it's don't ask for permission to how you live your life right now. It's going to be that you need to define it to be. Oh, I like that. I think that
0: moves us to where we were going with this whole notion of the fourth revolution, the impact of AI, the world of work, that everyone was very concerned about. And so most employees, team leaders, any businesses, want their employees to be self-directed. Collaborative. So this works quite nicely with that. Yeah. Yeah, no, you've built on that beautifully. And I think it's interesting,
1: isn't it? Our world today is so much more using the technologies that are available to us, whether they be platforms that everyone uses or different forms of technologies to interact. And in today's environment, what's interesting is this AI and EI, so emotional intelligence and artificial intelligence, it's actually been an opportunity for it all come together and dance magically. And we've just proven actually that doesn't matter how much intelligence we have from a technological perspective what's important is how we connect over it and that's the human connection that's the ei that's the way we ask questions the way we talk to each other that's the way we take some non-work time to have a conversation about how someone's day was that's the accepting of children walking behind someone talking in a meeting or you know husbands and wives having to get a document that's behind them or something silly and funny happens the doorbell rings and we have to go and whatever it is you know i think it's a wonderful coming together of a
0: connection between ei and ai and it's just proven you need both oh absolutely because i was speaking to a group of friends recently and i said to them the interesting thing is we've been able to traverse the globe traverse our friendships our relatives wherever they are around the world during this time because of AI it hasn't limited us in being able to connect and access each other yes it's actually worked in our favor and there's a lot of thought out there that you know they didn't quite expect this to happen they thought it was going to be AI would cause loss of jobs cause a whole lot of a rethink about jobs but in actual fact it's the human side of us our whole biology to me this is like a positive look on evolution and perhaps I'm going to be as bold as to say a time out to rebalance readjust renew rejig ourselves to what's really important so I could be a little bit controversial there We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I know we will. Now, we've just started a brand new decade. We are in the midst of the COVID-19 and now COVID-20 pandemic. If there was a little bit of advice or a little bit of magic you'd like to sprinkle on the world,
1: mm-hmm. what
0: might that be? That's a tough question. I think
1: for me, the little bit of magic is, and I think you know, everyone's in the same boat, I mean, certainly in my lifetime, I'm 50. There's not many situations that I've lived like this. And I was speaking to somebody who's 80. And apart from in France, the 68 revolution where people took to the streets in Paris and other big cities. No, he hasn't lived a situation like this anyway. I think this is a beautiful moment to remember that we are all the same. There's so much more that we have in common that we have in difference. And now is not a time to blame and to point fingers and to say, you know, they should have done this or they didn't do that. This is not a time to point fingers at at countries in the world. This is a time to learn and to hold together. This is a time to say, these things happen. Let's be accepting of that. Let's do what we have to, to get this, to save lives, to support each other, to be understanding, This is an opportunity to learn from this. And I say learn from this at all levels, individually learn, but also I write at a very, very geopolitical economic level. The world community has to learn from this. And I'm hoping that we have enough, you know, people with power and influence in the world to be doing the right thing and making the right decisions and hopefully as a community. So it's really just my, it's really just a call out for me to the world community and to say let's all learn from this at all levels because if we don't this is going to happen again in a different way or even the same way we don't know so it really is a call out so my magic really is just to remember this and not forget and not go back to the same habits that we were in before
0: Oh, I like that. So, listeners, we always have a call to action at the end of our conversations. And I really like the magic advice from Chris. It's so easy to blame somebody else for how you're feeling or your situation, when in actual fact, we do have some choice to look at what we can control and what we can let go of and what we need to let go of. So, in sprinkling your magic in the next couple of weeks, I wonder what you can do to be in tune to the words you use around who you're going to blame or the way you speak about the situation we're finding ourselves in. If we can be aware of not pointing the finger as much, but how we could learn about what a new innovation is. And I like to have a little bit of fun like the best of all of us. Love to dance, love to sing. Uh, What has given me some amazing hope is that people have come together in adversity to find the joy in a song, in just clowning around, in providing more often than not a message of love, kindness and generosity to others in the world who we don't even know. So your little bit of magic is your call to action. Absolutely.
1: And I think there are so many things some of us may have forgotten, you know, whether it's humming a song or singing a tune or listening to a lovely playlist or just dancing. And I think, you know, I'm fortunate enough to live in a country where music has always been very central Mm -hmm. as has literature and people do dance and people do celebrate. And actually yesterday there was, uh, I'm sure this is happening in many countries around the world. We live in the suburbs of Paris and at eight o'clock every evening, we, for the first time here in the suburbs, started standing outside our front doors and clapping and supporting all those beautiful people you know in the medical environment saving lives and, and trying to help people get better and being supportive to families if they're not able to do that so it's for the first time I stood outside on my terrace and clapped and my daughter said to me what are you doing mummy the dog even joined in and started barking but you know what it was about making noise so let's make some noise let's dance let's sing let's celebrate let's just celebrate life and I think
0: that's probably my last comment on our session to this morning Carrie. thank you Chris so make some noise every- everybody if you would like to know a little bit more about Chris what would be your best contact would you like people to pop onto your people smart website to have a look contact you through that yeah i'd say linkedin
1: or uh, the people smart website you'll learn more about me probably from linkedin on the website i tend to hide behind the scenes but uh, yeah absolutely <laughs> so uh, linkedin probably you. where you get the biggest And the fullest uh, view of my profile, but I've probably given a lot more insight just based on this conversation.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. And listeners, if you'd like to know a little bit about what else I do, pop on to CarrieBenedette.com. As always, if you've enjoyed today's session, give us a thumbs up. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, on Podbean, on Spotify, you name it, we're there. So as always, Take care of your very good selves because your thriving matters. And if you can, dust a little bit of your magic over the world and those that you love and connect with. So till next time, goodbye.